Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Talk about 8% mortgage rates. We need to talk about a specific part of the real estate market not recovering to 2040. Give you an update on the boot camp that happened yesterday. And unfortunately, we will start off with the headline of war. One of the things I want to make clear is I will not be coming some war correspondent. I do not pretend to know the history or issues going on in the Middle East. Uh, I will say I'm tracking it at the macro level. And at the macro level, what I see, at least being priced into the market this morning, is as much as it can be, as long as it stays quote unquote contained, I think the markets can get through this. Where this gets bad and could get bad in a hurry is if other parties join the fray. There is a possibility this powder keg that just launched over the weekend could get really, really bad. I'm not going to kind of talk about the daily things or all of the horrible atrocities going on. I will just keep looking at this and saying, hey, is this contained between the parties involved or does this bring in other other factions, factions and thus become what might be World War III? It's not pleasant to talk about. I am not going to pretend to be an expert in geopolitics or any of that. So the thing that I am watching is just that. Is this quote-unquote contained or does this go all kinds of bad with other parties going in and it really could go all kinds of bad but I will step back and focus on where I am uh, more of an expert the economy housing things of that nature but I will be watching that larger aspect for sure so let's get into it 8% mortgage rates uh, if you're not following Logan Matushami from Housing Water, Housing Wire, Housing Wire, you are truly missing out. Uh, one of the things that he did highlight the other day is he expected active inventory to grow weekly of between 11,000 and 17,000 units. The whole idea is, wow, it is so unaffordable in the housing market inventory has to be stacking up and it would likely be stacking up to the tune of 11 to 17,000 a week. Logan mentioned in one of his latest articles on Housing Wire, he was surprised that in the last two weeks combined, two weeks combined, active inventory only grew 2,286 roughly one-tenth of what he expected. <coughs> How can that be? Folks, everybody is focused on demand, and demand and affordability is horrible. That said, 
there is still some demand. There is still some cash buyers. There are still some folks that are, you know, selling one house and buying another. There are still some transactions. The problem, the problem is supply. And if you were not going to sell your home that had a 3% mortgage to get a seven, you are certainly not going to sell your 3% to get an eight. So what I expect to happen between now and sort of March 1st is a frozen housing market. Transactions are going to go down. They are going to go down meaningfully. They are going to go down to probably as low as 3.8, possibly even 3.75 million uh, units when they do the annualization. We'll start seeing that at, in about two weeks, uh, and then we'll see the October numbers in about six weeks. So yeah, pay attention because it's, it's gonna get bad. Um, new listings, back to Logan's point. In 2022, right, if you remember 2022, the housing market was rolling over. The crash bros were claiming victory, right? People in October, prices were coming down and the crash bros were saying, see, we were right, you were wrong, you know, whatever. Last year, when prices were falling, inventory for the week was new, new listings, new listings, 58,083. Do you know how many listings happened this week? 58,103, or simply 20 more. The housing market is just, quite frankly, frozen. So the, the variable to watch is not active inventory or new listings, because I think those are going to be fairly constant. Active inventory is going to grow. New listings are going to stay disappointing. It is absolutely, without question, days on market days on market. What we are going to see, my opinion, is you are going to see some sellers take a shot. They're going to say, hey, I would like to sell. So that's a new listing, right? That's one new listing. What will likely happen in many cases is over a two to four week period, that listing will get no action. And I expect you are going to see cancellations and withdrawals accelerate. I believe between now, the middle of October, and again, March 1st is really a frozen market. The only people that will truly be transacting are the people that have to sell. It's not gonna be anybody who would like to sell or wants to sell. They're gonna wait for the spring selling season. It's only four months away, five months away. I think you're gonna see a lot of people pull inventory off. But as I talked yesterday during the boot camp. Days on market is going to be the most important variable. And this days on market really has not been, has not been a variable I used in 20 years. In 20 years, days on market did not really make my spreadsheet, did not make my spreadsheet of finding deals. It does today. And we talked about that a bunch more on the bootcamp in a minute because I got some exciting announcements. Jobs report. Uh, I will be talking about the jobs report again in my Friday and Saturday write-up, but I thought I owed you my thoughts. So the headline number was a huge beat, something like 350 on a 170 expectation, so almost a double. That headline number took the market down pretty big on Friday morning, but as you saw the market return in the afternoon, I think people started to realize that the jobs report wasn't what it seemed. 
Now, what does that mean? When most of us see a jobs report of 350,000 on an expectation of 170, we all think it's full-time employment. We all think that wage growth is growing. We all think that unemployment is falling. None of those things happened. Unemployment, even though we added 300 and whatever it was, 36,000, didn't budge. It stayed at 3.8. Wages. Wages came in at expectation of 0.2. Again, remember, huge growth. You would expect wage to grow. It didn't. And then third and most importantly, the jobs that were created were heavily skewed towards service, right? The bottom half of the income scale or wage scale. And they were part-time. They were not full-time. So I think the market is looking at this going, wow, not bad. Not bad. Not inflationary. There is a talk track that a lot of doomers are putting out there that Jerome Powell wants to create job losses. I think that is slightly wrong, but it's slightly wrong in a subtle and important way. Jerome Powell wants to impact inflation. He is willing to cause job losses. But believe me, he is perfectly fine with job growth without wage inflation. Again, he is willing to cause it, but he doesn't, it's not his primary goal. His goal is inflation. And I think that subtle twist was important Friday. He, he is happy for job growth as long as wage growth stays anchored. And I believe that's what they got on Friday. And again, I know a lot of people are suddenly calling for a November 1st rate increase. Not changing my mind. It's not coming. I don't see it. I don't know how they could raise given really what's behind the data and the headline number. So let's talk about the week ahead. The week has already started. Let's talk about earnings first. We get our first kind of big earnings tomorrow with PepsiCo. Then we get Delta and Domino's on Thursday. And then we get the banks, Wells Fargo, Citi, BlackRock, JP Morgan. For me, I'm going to be looking at really Pepsi, Domino's, and the banks. Pepsi, what's going on with the consumer? What's going on with entertainment? Domino's, same thing. What's going on with the consumer? Eating out, you know, all of that. And then the banks. What's going on with net interest margin? I'm guessing down. What is going on with loans? I guess going down. What is their reserves for bad debt? I guess going up. I think the entire banking sector, sector, banking sector is uninvestable. I would suspect if you did an honest mark to market of most banks, they are insolvent. Not, no bueno, not good, but we will find out. And then on the economic front, we have two Fed speeches today, uh, at least two. Uh, we have PPI and the Fed minutes on Wednesday, and then the big one, CPI. CPI, remember last month it went up to 3.7. We got shelter inflation rolling over, but we got a big pop in oil. We have seen oil, excluding today, come off the boil but I think it came off too late in the cycle. I believe the uh, CPI calculation on oil, energy, gas was done the middle of the month where oil had yet to take a big drop. So a lot of the energy inflation number won't come off until the next report, uh, but we shall see. 
Uh, we also get weekly claims, right? We get that every week, what's going on in the job market. And then finally, we will get consumer sentiment. So a big week, understand what's going on with the consumer, both with earnings like Domino's and Delta and uh, Pepsi and consumer uh, CPI, PPI and consumer sentiment. So another, more and more folks are talking about the 70s and the housing market and the interest rate, which I think is awesome. I wish these folks would have talked about it a year ago. It probably would have saved a lot of people from the doom and gloom of crash bros. But let's just get into it. Let's get, and you can get all of this in my 50 year spreadsheet. Let's talk about B of A, 1979 to 1981. Folks, if you don't know what happened to interest rates from 1979 to 1981, they exploded higher. They almost doubled. They went to 16%. So this is, this is important. This is why we talk about this stuff. Did you know? Because everybody wants a price crash, right? Interest rates going from roughly 8% to 16% in two years. I would call that fast. What happened to prices? Well, according to Bank of America, a price of a medium-priced home was $64,700. Two years later, and 800 basis points higher, median home price was $69,400, or about, I don't know, $4,700 higher, about 6 or 7%. These are, of course, nominal numbers, not real. Remember, we always talk nominal and real. But again, this is why I brought you the 50-year spreadsheet over a year and a half ago, is because of what we are experiencing now has happened before. And all these people talking about affordability, this and that, they don't understand that there's a demand curve and a supply curve. And still to this day, 1981 is the most unaffordable housing market on record in the last 53 years. It was bad. How about 2040? Uh, there's an interesting article I'm not entirely through. I just read it, the last article I read before talking to you this morning. They are talking about the office market. They're talking about the office market's values not coming back until 2040. Folks, there's a lot of people in the commercial real estate market talking about survive to 25. I think that will very quickly become survive to 26, so on and so forth. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of losses, a lot of equity. There's a lot of conversions ahead of us in the office sector. There's a lot of old product. There's a lot of, just a lot that we have to chew through. And according to Bank of America, there's a chance the values don't return to 2040, which to me really means you're gonna bring down supply, right? You'll have office conversions, either to multifamily or storage or industrial or whatever. But at some point, the remaining stock uh, value will return in 17 years. Ouch. Not good. Not good. All right. What about the boot camp? I got three things to tell you about the boot camp. Number one, everybody yesterday who shared their spreadsheets, I want to congratulate you. It's awesome to see everyone. I want to tell you, you all are doing the right things. Second, a lot of folks were bringing negative yields. Alligators, negative cash flow. We don't buy those. Don't worry about the negativity yet. You're still trying to learn the golf swing. You're still trying to learn and investigate the market. We are not trying to buy a deal yet. We are in the first 90 days together. So it's okay. You're just 
getting comfortable with repetition, you're getting comfortable knowing what you don't know, you're getting comfortable growing your network. This is exactly what the boot camp was supposed to do. Just because your numbers are negative doesn't mean stop. It means keep going. Maybe there's something you don't know. Maybe the market, you know, maybe sit on cash. All of these things are okay. Don't stop. Keep moving forward. Second, I want to announce the next two boot camps. The next boot camp will be next Sunday. It's going to be Jason Pritchard. Some of you are asking about, hey, Michael, can you help me do some off-market um, marketing? We'll probably also talk about private lending, borrowing private money. Jason Pritchard is a weekly guest on the show. He's part of my second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. You're going to want to tune in next Sunday, 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific. I apologize for doing Sunday, Sunday. I said I wouldn't do that. I don't have a choice. I'm speaking in San Diego on uh, Thursday, traveling back Friday, then driving to Vegas Saturday. So Sunday is the day for Jason Pritchard. Then we are going to bring on Derek, the ADU guy, the following week. I think ADUs could be the secret way to find and create value today. So I want to talk about ADUs. I want to talk about the look for. I want to talk about the mindset. I want to talk about how comparing them. So again, the next two boot camp days are set. Uh, you're going to have Jason Pritchard followed by Derek, the ADU guy. So I look forward to you guys doing there. I will get the Zoom invites out probably today. Uh, so we're all ready to rock and roll the next two weekends. So hopefully you enjoy that. Um, and then finally, the event in Vegas, folks. We've sold 151 tickets. We have 114 left. I would truly love to sell this out quick. If you want to come to Vegas, see 10, 11, 12 millionaires, network with an amazing group of one rental at a time community. You don't want to miss it. We're going to have a little party, a little concert, networking. It's going to be a blast. Two days, Vegas, 200 bucks, 199 to be exact. I hope to see you there. Sign some autographs, take some pictures. Come see us. Bye.